Good morning and welcome to morning worship in the parish of Castlochur and Gorsainan. It's a joy to have you with us. My name is Adrian and I'm the vicar and if you're joining us for the first time I'd particularly like to welcome you. Please go to our website sincath.org.uk where you'll find out more information there about what God is doing and how you can be a part of it. Today in our service Members of our congregation, Claire and Jill, will be reading from the Bible, and my colleague, Andrew Knight, will be opening up those words and helping us to understand them a little better. So, as they share, we pray for God's blessing upon them. Today is All Saints' Day, so as we begin our service and time of worship together, let's pray the special prayer of the Church for today. Almighty God, You have knitted together the elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Christ our Lord. Grant us grace so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may experience those inexplicable joys that you have prepared for those who truly love you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, 
to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen.
A reading from Matthew chapter 5 verses 1 to 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The reading is from Revelation 7, verses 9 to 17. The great multitude in white robes. 
After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honour and power and strength be to our God for ever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, They are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and have made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them in his presence. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the centre of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to the springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O God, help us to listen to your word with understanding, to receive it with faith, and to obey it with courage. For Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Well, we seem to have survived Halloween, and rather than looking at the horrible, the frightening and the nasty, we can now turn to celebrating what is good. There might even be pumpkin soup. November reminds us, first of all, of all saints. That's today. The saints who didn't get to be famous, but still very much count. And as we go through November, we remember God's kingdom, both here and now, and still to come. But there's a problem. Some of Jesus' teaching just doesn't seem to make sense. More than that, it might be seen as inappropriate. Blessed are the poor. No, they're not. Poverty is horrible. It means that you can't give good things. There may not even be enough food for children. And there are all sorts of extra temptations to envy, to steal, and an endless temptation to worry. I suppose you could argue that Matthew actually says blessed are the poor in spirit. But Luke, in the parallel passage in chapter 6, says simply, blessed are you who are poor. And for that matter, being poor in spirit is no joke either. 
ask anyone who's experienced it. It's not happy or favoured or anything you'd want for yourself or any friend of yours. And then imagine if I'd started my sermon in a time of pandemic and lockdown with a line like, Blessed are those who mourn. How can Jesus say things like that? Bereavement is terrible. It leaves a big hole in your life. That's at best. At worst, well, no one else can ever know just how that relationship you've now lost did and didn't work. And what the experience of loss leaves you with. Doubts, guilt, anger, wish I'd... It could have been worse. All locked in, in a sort of inexpressible individual experience. How can that sort of experience be blessed? Unless... Unless we really need to be a bit shaken. Unless it's only by having things shaken up that they're going to settle in the right places so that we see everything differently. Perhaps it's about being poor or bereaved or persecuted helping us to look beyond the illusions, to see the false promises for what they are, to go beyond the disappointments, to see what is and is not real. There's no doubt that this is a difficult time, but will it actually move us on? Young people are finding it hard. We hear stories of students who've gone to college and finding that the teaching isn't what they expected and neither is the social life and actually there isn't much of either. Meanwhile their friends at home know very well that jobs are in short supply and social life is just on hold. Do the young people need a life beyond looking good and being popular? And if so, where is it to be found? Families are suffering. Children are cooped in with too much energy and that can get a bit wearing. Parents are longing for a bit of time for themselves. There's no sport to take away the twang. There's no going out. There's no going away. Do they all need something more than the advertiser's promise? Is there a better way to be? And then there are older people. They have more to fear because of illness. They can't get to see family and friends. They can't enjoy the hobbies and the groups they normally spend time on. If that life's on hold, what is there to look forward to? 
Well, if a preacher asks questions like that, he'd better have an answer. Luckily, our reading from Revelation tells us something good. Here's a picture of God's kingdom, of a place we'd want to be, where things are much better organised, where it hangs together, and where there really is something to look forward to. First of all, we find a great crowd, but it's a crowd of people who are together, they're united. It's not that they're all alike, they're not. They come from all sorts of different backgrounds. We're told that they come from different races and languages. They don't share culture. But you might say that they're singing from the same hymn sheet. They have a common purpose, which makes their differences insignificant. Their focus is on God. And they are together and happily together, and they worship. That's the second thing. God is at the centre, not because he insists it be so and has organised it to the last degree, nor because he's some sort of successful dictator. No, he's recognised freely for who and what he is. His love and his faithfulness are proven and attractive. This crowd know how he has healed and forgiven and brought them together in a wonderful way which has given them freedom and not taken it away. The rejoicing is spontaneous but entirely predictable and very long-lasting. And then there's the comfort and the reassurance of the closing verses. Let me read again Revelation 7, halfway through verse 15. He who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the centre of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is God's kingdom. A kingdom we want to celebrate and to live in. We start now knowing that, well, church isn't quite kingdom, we haven't got it all sorted, but that turning our backs on what is wrong and following Jesus is the way in, even when that's not easy. Some of that crowd of saints had a hard time. In all sorts of different ways they struggled. Some persecuted, some struggling with themselves to get it right. And, of course, so did Jesus himself. There's nothing new there. But the kingdom is worth it. The, those promises are kept. That hope is realistic. 
that destination will not be in lockdown. Join the celebration. Enjoy the view. Keep on until you arrive. Pray together. Father, we give you thanks for the opportunity to be still and to enter into your presence, and we rejoice that even in a time of suffering you are still a good God. You are faithful and loving and kind, and we praise you for the God that you are, for the many blessings that you pour out upon us. Father, we give you thanks today for our church family. Bless us in our common endeavour to be your hands and feet, to bring love to the communities of Gosainan and Lacha. We pray for the Church in Wales, for John, our Bishop, and for the governing body of the Church in Wales meeting next week on Zoom. Please bless us, please guide us as we seek your will. 
We pray too for our own church locally. Please would you bless our work. We pray for your blessings on the food bank. We pray for our Baby Basics project seeking to support young mothers in need. And we pray too, Father, with prayers of thanksgiving, thanking you for the opportunity that we've got still to meet one another. Please would you bless our times of worship together online. Please would you bless our prayer meetings and our Bible studies and our times of fellowship too. And we pray, Lord, for those unable to join us online, for those who are perhaps feeling quite isolated at the moment. Please, God, would you stir up in our hearts a concern for them. Prompt us to turn isolation into connection by connecting with one another on the telephone, by encouraging and being a blessing to one another. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we bring before you today all the nations of the world. We pray for world leaders and particularly for our own leaders here in Wales as they kind of tread this difficult path between maintaining a good and healthy economy on the one hand and having to keep people safe and well on the other. Please, Lord, would you give them wisdom? Would you give them insight? And would you give them a passion to set aside party politics and to do what is for the common good? We pray for all the people of the earth in a season when never before has our individual choices had such an impact on our common good. Father, give us wisdom to follow the guidelines from the government so that we might be kept well and so that those that we love and those around us might be kept safe and well too. We pray for our communities locally, for Gosainen and for Lecher. We praise you, Father, for a good NHS service, for the doctors and nurses working to keep us safe and well. Please would you continue to bless them. Would you continue to give them rest and refreshment and strength to do their work. And Father, as half-term ends, we pray for our children and for our young people. We hope that this holiday time has been a time of refreshment and rest for them. And as they prepare to go back to school, Father, we pray that you still any anxieties that they might have. Pour out your blessings on school staff, on head teachers and teachers, and on school support staff too. Keep them safe, Father. We pray too for our college here in Gosainan, for Gower College, for students and lecturers, that they might be blessed and kept safe and well. And in their pursuit for knowledge, we pray, Father, that you would draw them closer to the source of truth itself, Jesus Christ our Lord. May they grow in love for him. May they know him and live lives that serve him, Father. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Father, today we pray for all who are in any kind of need. We pray especially for those who, a couple of months ago, might have been living relatively comfortable lives, but now perhaps have lost their jobs. We pray as the furlough scheme comes to an end that 
you still their anxieties, that you make a way to provide for them. And Father, we pray too that we would be a society that not simply works together to suppress this virus, but a society where the strong help the weak, a society where those who have plenty help those who have none. Lord, may we look out for one another, may we support one another, may we remember that a problem shared is a problem halved, and may we too look for opportunities to celebrate those little blessings, to rejoice with one another in a time of trouble too. We pray especially today for those who might be anxious because routine operations that they'd been expecting have been cancelled as a result of Covid. We pray for uh, patients suffering long-term illnesses like cancer and for those among our own church family who are suffering at the moment. Father, would you strengthen them? Would you be a source of supernatural peace to them? that is stronger than their circumstances. And we pray especially today for our friend Catherine, wife of Sean Brunach and daughter-in-law of Saunders Davis, a former vicar of this parish, after the news that she was involved in a traffic accident last week. Father, we praise you that Catherine is already making good progress. Please give wisdom and insight to the doctors caring for her, Please strengthen her and comfort her in this time of trial and pour out your blessings on Sean, on the children, on Cynthia, on Angharad and Ainsley and all members of the family. Please, Lord, would you give them a supernatural peace. We pray for Catherine's continued improvement. We pray that you would bring her back to swift wholeness and health. We know, Lord, that she's got a long journey ahead of her, so we pray that you be with her every step of the way. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we pray for those who are grieving at this time, because they've lost loved ones as a result of Covid or for any other reason. Father, uh, Grief is so difficult at the moment because we, we're far from one another, having to maintain social distance, not able to visit one another inside or outside. And so we pray, Lord, please be with those who grieve. Comfort them. Be their constant companion on the road. Be their strength. Be their hope in Jesus' name. And finally, Father, we pray for ourselves. Give us eyes to see the many blessings in our lives, even in a time of trouble. Forgive, Father, the things that we've been. In your mercy and your love for us, accept us as we are. And please, would you shape what we will be, so that our lives might tell out that great story of your love, so that when people meet with us, they would catch a glimpse of Jesus and simply fall in love with him. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from a time of trial. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
Bless you so much for joining us today and I hope that you've enjoyed our time of worship together, that it's been an opportunity for you to meet with God and to find a little bit of peace in a troubled time. It's been good over the last week or so to chat with many of you on the telephone and to catch up with what you've been up to during lockdown and over the last couple of weeks. But please don't be shy if there's anything you need to get in touch with me for whatever reason. I'm always here for you and I would love to hear from you. So as we begin another week, I want to pray now for God's blessing on you. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.